Welcome back to another edition of the No Stopping Kev Show. As always, people, thank you for being here. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, you know, blessed to see another week. Dad, how you doing? I'm doing good today. I woke up this morning. I guess that's always a reason to be grateful for. Did you post that the other day? Did yes, I you, you shared something on Facebook. And uh, it was like, you know, if you woke up on X date. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. And then I saw my mom comment. It was just funny to see old people on Facebook. I see old people on Facebook. Yeah. I, I thought it was for all ages. Eh, I mean, you know, it is what it is. You know, we got some good news this week. You know what I'm talking about? The, the verdict? When the Derek, verdict came in? Derek Chauvin was convicted. He was found guilty of all three charges, second-degree murder, third-degree murder, and second-degree manslaughter. I didn't, you know, I pretty much watched the entire trial. You know, out of the 15 or so days of, of uh, you know, both sides presented their cases, probably saw, I probably only missed, like, two of them. But, you know, I pretty much was following it closely. It was a, an emotional roller coaster, I'll say the least. You know, I definitely, I definitely felt there was an abundance of evidence to convict. But as we've seen with many cases in the past, that doesn't always mean much. So I, I, I appreciated the transparency with this case because in past cases, when people were found not guilty, when we thought that, hey, you know, we all pretty much witnessed through video a murder. It was just refreshing to be able to, I guess, kind of see what both sides was presenting. So then, even if it, even if somehow he was found not guilty, I could, I could see more of where it was coming from than it just being a, a blind verdict. You know, I think, uh, you know, I definitely think justice was served. No, no debate about it. And Derek Chauvin will probably spend the rest of his life in prison you know what i'm i'm gonna say justice is not served to the sentencing come to me um i mean like i know it was it was one step that we found him guilty of all three counts that was good but now i want to see what they give him yeah me me too and i think i know the prosecution is pushing for like the aggravated sentencing that'll be more severe so they're looking to put him away for a long time. You know, I, I think the biggest thing here is that hopefully this case, this verdict sets a precedent that whenever police unjustly murder a black man, they'll be held accountable because this or a black woman, because this has happened, you know, so many times in the past, even if it's not murder, even if it's just, you know, assault battery, if it's unjustified, we need better policing. Policing has to change in this country as it pertains to policing black folks, as we know it's a lot different compared to policing, you know, our white counterparts. Uh, so hopefully with this with this verdict, you know, we it, a, a new trend is set. You know, unfortunately, there have been some other recent incidents. We'll see as more evidence comes out about those events, you know, how these things begin to take shape. But I think with justice for George Floyd, you know, it kind of sets a new standard that you you hope that it sets a new standard and that this isn't just, 
you know, one they're giving to us because there was just the video for nine minutes and 26 seconds. You hope that it actually creates a trend that police or whoever, you know, but particularly in this case, if police do something wrong against the community, civilians, the people that they pledge to protect and to serve, that they'll be held accountable if they mess up. And, and you know, like, um, like there was some talk about, like, one time, like, review boards being set up in position to oversee, you know, e even oversee the police activity or their investigation. Um, to have review boards to see that and be honest with that, you know, too, is something that we can, can hopefully, you know, get in, 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 in process, you know, to keep this going on. Because, like you said, we do, we did win this one, or we, or we got this one. But it's for in the future for us to see and step on from this one. Yeah, there definitely needs to be some sort of governing body or a body that oversees police activities, especially when it comes to investigating different incidents. Because I think historically, it just kind of feels like police going to protect the police, right? The, the department has an image to uphold for, you know, their own reasons. So if, you know, if you, if you pit them in a position where they had to make a choice between, hey, do we admit wrongdoing or do we hold one of our own accountable? I think historically it's been, hey, we, you know, we, we don't, you know, I kind of said the same thing twice. It's either, you know, we admit fault and hold one of our own accountable or, you know, you kind of find a way to sweep it under the rug, blow it off, brush it off. And I, I just hope that, you know, now we're going to see more departments hold their own accountable. Um, so, you know, I, I think that I, I do think some outside community review boards, there's different models in place for, you know, that have been presented. I would like to see some of those things come to fruition across the country. Hopefully it can be, you know, like uniform from municipality to municipality. But we'll see these things take time. I, I don't think we'll ever we'll see an abolishment of the police. I am in favor of, you know, quote unquote, defunding the police, diverting, you know, some of that budget elsewhere to other resources that can help. You know, I don't think training is the issue with a lot of these things, because if, you know, there's two things that have been jumping out at me recently that kind of confirms the idea that training really isn't the issue. It's like one, look at the disparity between the number of times fatal events happen between the police and white suspects, right? Versus police and black suspects. The other thing is if if this is a, a training issue, how come black officers aren't making these same mistakes as white officers and police and black bodies? So I don't think training is the issue either. I, I would I would agree with you that, that too because now you even got to say in some instances they have training they've been training some of them even be instructors mm -hmm. so it can't be the training yeah you, you know it's the the tactics that are employed on you know whatever day and whatever event and I get I get it you know it's a very tough job that few can understand. You know, I always try to put myself in officer's shoes and say, hey, in this instance, 
like what might I have done? What could have been done differently? And I mean, hindsight is always twenty twenty, but with George Floyd, there was no excuses there. So glad that justice was served in this case. Hopefully there's more to come, but hopefully overall there's less events like these in the future. You know, like when you say uh, and, 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 and mistakes and, and training or the excuses, I mean that they use, like some of the excuses don't even add up. Like you said, in the George Floyd murder, it's no, it was no excuse there. It, it was no reason for him to do that. So how can, how can you say something like that? And other ones that I, I'm not going to go into, you look at the excuses that they use. Is they believable? Yeah, we talked about one last week with, with Dante Wright. You know, everyone, right. it seems like the, the general consensus, the majority of the masses are saying that no way in hell you mix up your firearm with taser. You know what? This whole week, since last week, I've been looking at where tasers are on police officers and where their gun is. Yeah, it's non-dominant. You got to reach across your body. Right. And when you pull it out, you know, you'll see the yellow. And also the mechanism to, you know, basically take the safety off, I think, is different between the two. So there's a lot of differences between them. Yeah, like I, I just didn't want to, but I, I've been watching it all week. And every time I see police officers, I'm looking for that. And like, like I said, I don't know. I just can't see how you make that mistake. Yeah, I know. I know, I know I'm not by myself neither. Yeah, so, you know, I've been looking every, I've been, you know, observing more too where different tools are on their belt. And yeah, I don't see how you mix up the two aside from the color and the weight. You know, it's, it's enough of a difference there. And I've held a gun before. They're very heavy. A taser being eight ounces. I know that's super light. So I just, you know, I was at first thinking about it from a defense attorney standpoint, like, oh, they're going to say, like, she really thought she had the taser, da-da-da-da, still going to be negligent. But we'll see how, how that turns out. You've been following the uh, MVP race tag, your man trying to, he making some noise, people trying to make a case for him. For who, Steph? Yeah, they're they trying to say, you know, top three right now, or the people in the conversation right now, I'll say they have Joker at one. Some people have Embiid at one. So we're going to say those are the two front runners. Then you'll have people still have Giannis in the conversation. LeBron has dropped out. Harden has dropped out because of injuries. The only reason Embiid lost pole position was because of his injury when he was out for about a week and a half, two weeks. And creeping in. Down in the final stretch has been Steph, who's been having a monster year, just been on a bad team, but averaging, you know, 30 points um, a game, you know, kind of holding it down for, for GSW with, with limited resources. But, you know, Golden State, they, aren't, they are not a top seed in the West. That being said, do you think Steph deserves to be in an MVP conversation? Not when they go by, not when they go by with, that you got to be winning. Um, I, I, I see that more so with, with, winning, with winning that MVPs be, you know, like that. Because many years, I don't know, I got to go back to a couple years when Jordan won it. But that's when he won it, when they was at the top of the league and he was doing what he was doing. I can't tell you a time when 
and MVP was towards the bottom of the standings. But Golden State is in the tenth spot, so they they might get to get into the playoffs via the play-in tournament. But we'll see. And you know, the MVP is based on regular season, so I'm still rooting for my boy Joel Embiid. You know, the Sixers have been battling through injuries throughout the season, just like Brooklyn has, and they've been kind of on a seesaw battle in the standings for the one and two seed. Uh, right now, the Sixers are one game back of Brooklyn. I think if they can secure the number one seed, I think Embiid can become MVP. Now, when you're looking at the numbers, B is averaging 30 points, 11 rebounds, 1.4 blocks, and I'll give you three assists. Joker, on the other hand, all right, so Denver is in the fourth spot in the West, right? All the while, your boy Nikola Jokic is averaging 26 points, eight, oh, excuse me, 10, almost 11 rebounds, almost nine assists. So he's flirting with averaging a triple double, 0.6 blocks. And Bede's case is like, hey, I do more on the defensive end than the Joker. I think it's a battle of a semi-traditional big man. I say semi-traditional because Embiid can still get busy down on the block. But, you know, he also can go out on the perimeter. We've seen this man hit step-back threes, you know, cross other people up, guard guards. I haven't seen the Joker guarding guards. I don't think he has as big of an impact on the defensive end as Joel Embiid. What are your thoughts on the two? And do you think Steph can can top them here? Or does he deserve to top them? After I, hearing I, the numbers? I don't I don't like I said, like I don't really see um Steph really being a top of them because like you know what? They not really winning winning. You know, you know what I mean? It's not like you talking about well, like, you know what, look at the Sixers. You know, and one reason that I'm I'm I'ma say I'm I'm with MB more this for MVP is that he's been more consistent this year. He's been more dominant in the post and like you said, he can go outside. So I think he have added more, um, have been playing more consistent this year. I think they think that I I, I gotta look at and seeing him. And then like you're saying, we might have, we might be able to take the top seed. Yeah. So you got, you got, and like you said, this is the regular season, so we only gonna judge the regular season. Yeah, and I think that, I think, you know, I think this thing could definitely go either way, especially with the numbers Joker is pitting up. You know, almost averaging the triple double from the five spot, but I think that Denver might have. Prior to Jamal Murray going down, I would say they have more. If you, if you, I'll put it this way. If the Nuggets and Sixers were playing each other, right, and Embiid and Joker set out, I think Vegas would say put your money on Denver. You know, I don't think, you know, if you're going Ben, Jamal Murray, who's going to win you a game, and as well as the Denver Nuggets supporting cast, I think you go Nuggets. So my point there is if you remove 
one, I think Embiid's the more viable asset to his team compared to Joker's respective team. That's just my thoughts. You can also say I'm a homer, rolling with, rocking with my Sixers. But we're going to see how this thing shakes out. But I think if the Sixers secure number one seed, Joel Embiid, hands down. But we'll see how the votes rang in. But, uh, Dad, you know, that's all the time we got for today. You know, anything you want to lead the people with? Um, just stay blessed and just stay stay safe. Yeah, man, stay safe. Uh, I encourage everyone out there to get vaccinated. I get my second shot this upcoming week. Looking forward to being fully vaccinated. I'm one step closer to returning to the hardwood. So, you know, gotta make it happen. You go, you're going back to the hardwood or coaching? Both, but you know, first, you know, first I'll I'll be playing. You know, I gotta gotta get back on track, get my game right again. But all right, yeah, as always, people, thank you for tuning in. You know, definitely share the show with a friend. Oh, I'm rapping a little bit. Thank you for tuning in. Thanks for sharing the show with a friend. And next week we'll be right here back again. Like that? I love it. All right, y'all. Till next time. Peace. Peace.